Part of this journey for me and for my brother as well has been about making the right choice for right now based on what I believe to be true and then being willing to not have everything mapped out clearly. Being willing to trust enough that I will get myself to where I need to be even if I can't see the destination from where I'm standing. Hello, and welcome to the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast, where you're going to hear conversations that generate one aha moment after another for you. Today, we're going to interview an author who has a perspective so perfect for our times. And it is part of an enormous wave of goodness and progress well underway in the world that almost no one knows about yet. But we're changing that. I'm Dr. Linda Ulrich, founder of The Goodness Exchange, a landscape on the internet now that is the home for goodness and progress. There we have interviews like this and articles, thousands of articles and and events, and we're bringing together all the people in the world who have good intention and good ideas. So today we're going to meet author Christy Albrecht. Oh my gosh, she has a book with an extraordinary name for our times. And I'm going to share that with you in just a minute. I'm going to leave it as a cliffhanger. Christy is an author, a social entrepreneur, and she's a strategist. And that's what I liked best about her work. She gives us those real practical steps that we can take, not just pontificating about what's possible for us, which I think is important too. But she's got a book called You Make the Path by Walking. It's a wonderful story and a guidebook to help us all imagine what's possible and reimagine our futures. So welcome, Christy. Thank you so much, Dr. Linda. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, I only had to see the cover and the uh, title of your book. And I said, we got to get this gal on, on, on the podcast. <laughs> um, I also met Christy in a really cool platform at, at a social innovation summit. And Christy and I got randomly thrown in this room for four minutes together, virtual room. And I think that the sparks are flying. Christy, <laughs> uh, it's funny that we're here, what now, seven months later, and we're having this conversation to record for posterity, something to add to the weight of goodness in the world. So Christy, the first thing I want to tell people is that to leave room for serendipity in your life, folks, Christy actually wrote this book that we're going to talk about today and all the insights in 2015. And it couldn't apply better now to this thing called the great resignation that's happening. Christy, talk to us about the gist of the book and then how it times seems to have changed so perfectly for it to the rise to the top. Yeah. So essentially it's a choose your own adventure book for adults. So back in the eighties, there were these really popular books where kids could, you know, you read a book about going to a haunted house and you get to decide, do I go in the front door or go around the back? And depending on what you choose, it takes you on a different path. And this book is that same format, but as uh, with the main character as a stuck professional who hates her job. And then at the end of every chapter, you have the choice to go a different path. So there's there's more than 60 possible endings to the book. It is a work of fiction, obviously, but, but the idea is to really allow people to, to try on different possibilities for their lives and to imagine a different future. Just like you said, like reimagine what is possible. So it came about because I had followed the path that I thought I was meant to follow. I went to school, I went to university, I got a very practical, good job. And I hit age 30 and I looked around and said, I'm really successful. Why aren't I happy? And 
And it set me on my own quest um, that involved quitting my job and traveling for a while. And just, I was amazed at the contrast of before I decided to make that leap, how kind of trapped I felt in the story I was living. And then once I did make that leap, how the possibilities opened up. And so the real goal of the book is to allow people to start thinking differently as a first step towards living differently. This, I just think it's so wonderful how these notions all came together in 2015 before any of us could see the train that was coming at us. Mm -hmm. Certainly no one expected an outcome of the pandemic to be something called the great resignation. (laughs) I mean, what? We're we're going through a pandemic and people are quitting their jobs? This is something that I think I, I find myself talking a lot about in my own interviews when I'm interviewed. I actually think that and I'd love to get your opinion on this. I actually think there's a that, that description, the great resignation, falls short. I think it's the great questioning. I think people are pausing. The pandemic gave us that ability. And then we're saying to ourselves, Whoa, you know, am I Getting to use what I'm uniquely built to contribute here in this job? Is my is anything feeding my soul? Am I feeding anybody else's soul by what my job description includes here? Or people are asking if I do this for three, five, ten more years, then what? What does it lead to getting there? To getting so talk to me more about this, the this great resignation, the great questioning, and how your book relates so much to people's story. Because it sounds like I'm promoting the book. I'm I'm just trying to share with people a new perspective uh, if they're also asking themselves questions these days. Absolutely. And I love, I love the great questioning or the great reimagining. It's, it's amazing that when, when I wrote this book, I, I was kind of a weirdo amongst my friends and the people I had gone to school with and things that everybody else was kind of content being an accountant or being a lawyer, you know, doing the very normal adult things that you're supposed to do, quote unquote. And what's really interesting about this, this moment in time is that I've found that people are waking up to this idea in droves. And it's a lot of it's been prompted by the existential crisis that we're collectively feeling in this pandemic moment of people really zooming in on on what is possible for their lives and also what's really important in their lives. And so whereas before, you know, three, four years ago, if I were to talk to someone in a stable job that they hated about, you know, what, what about other possibilities? What you really want to be an author, you really want to be a nurse, like, why not go after that? The primary response would be, no, it's not possible because I need to follow this path that I'm on. Whereas now people are, everything's on the table. People are willing because culturally we've been stirred up so much and thrown off so much. People are, are starting to understand that other ways of working are possible. Other ways of living are possible. Yeah. It's that, that openness to possibility that was not true two years ago or even 18 months ago. Oh, this, this is a shift. You've really laid, laid down something right off that we've got to all really just understand in in a self-awareness way. I think it's like, if we think about 9-11, my brother is an airline pilot for Southwest Airlines, you know, on 9-10, the cockpit doors were wide open. You could walk up there and send your little six-year-old and he'd get a little pair of wings. And, and on 9-12, 48 hours later, boom, we had padlocks on every cockpit in the world. This is the kind of shift the pandemic has allowed. It's almost like a gift for us all mm-hmm. that we went from way over here about following these paths that we're on without question to way over here deciding that, hey, we can rethink this. 
Absolutely. It's that crack that the door just cracks open and you start to understand that so many things that you've assumed and taken to be true, you can rethink, you have the power to, to reimagine and, and try different things. It's, it's really, it's incredibly powerful. Okay. So we've got to dive into some really nice practical tips that you give people. This is the gist of this podcast is that we want people to come away with a with a shift in their perspective, but also some tools about what to do next. So if people find themselves, if this conversation resonates with folks, Christy has so many great aspects to this, this next part of the journey. Talk to me about test driving other choices in life, because that first step is the hardest for most people who are trying to reimagine their future. Absolutely. I found that when I was when I was contemplating quitting my job to travel, cause that's where, that's where my heart was. That's what I really wanted to do. I found I was, I was just terrified of all of, for all, of all the things that I was afraid my career would go down the tubes. I was afraid that I would be poor for the rest of my life. And, you know, I was afraid that my family would judge me, that my friends wouldn't want to be friends with all the things. And what was really important for me was to, to put myself in the company of people who had already made those choices, who had already done these incredible things. And it's, it's not, not too hard to find people and whether they're sort of real life peer type people, like actual friends of mine or yours, or if they're authors that resonate with you who have similar stories or podcasters or people on the internet or whatever. But it was so important to me to see examples of people that had, had made similar transitions, had made similar leaps and hadn't died, you know, that they didn't, that they didn't fail miserably at life. I was really fortunate in that my older brother, who's about 18 months older than me, that he had made a really similar transition a year before I did. So he was a like very similar story. He was a lawyer. He was really successful. He hit 30. He wasn't happy and he quit to find out what else was possible in life. And so I was fortunate because I had someone very close to me that I, that I loved and respected who was in my ear saying, this is possible. You can think differently. Um, but then also just opening myself up to, to mentally trying different ideas and thinking about kind of turning off that internal doubt monster that as soon as you come up with something new, the doubt monster is going to fly in and tell you that you're stupid and you can't do that for whatever reason, but kind of turning off that voice and, and really giving yourself the chance to play and imagine and think about what is it that you do really want in life and, and how can you think about living differently? So and the, the book sets people up to test drive different ideas by literally mapping out different storylines and based on different decisions that you make, it, it sets you on a different path. But but the idea there is to help people begin that process of imagining and, and thinking differently. So this is this is great. Give me for those of us who are unfamiliar with this. Tell me a, like a practical first step. Okay, you're having these notions and you're saying to yourself, gosh, what Christy and Dr. Leonard are talking about really resonates with me. Maybe people didn't even know that it would resonate. This sort of thing was going, machination was going on in the back of their mind. And all of a sudden we brought it to the forefront. What's the first thing that somebody does next? I think figure out what you want. And a lot of that 
uh, by exposing yourself to different stories of other people and a wide range of stories too. You can, as you're reading stories, as you're listening to stories, tuning into what your intuition is telling you, what your gut is telling you and giving yourself permission to listen to it. That so often our insides will tell us, you know, there's a little voice inside that says, I want to write a book. I want to start a business or I want to go to law school or whatever it is. And we, we shut that voice up, but it's so important to really listen to it and give it validity and, and understand that that has, that has value and that has worth. And it's something important to pay attention to. But I think that that first step of listening to other people's stories and finding what resonates with you to be able to land on what you really want. Because a lot of people, we, we spend so much time kind of ignoring our intuition and ignoring that, that inner voice that the first step is to start listening to it again, being able to hear it again, and then starting to listen to it. All right. That is the first step. That's for sure. Is, you know, what I always like to say is what we give our attention to expands. Mm -hmm. That is true, both negatively and positively. It just Mm -hmm. is. That's the ultimate truth. What we give our attention to expands. So I'm going to meet your challenge there for people by saying that I like what you're telling people to do, but I think the actual practicality in knowing where these stories are going to show up is going to be a little bit of a navigation path. So I'm going to offer this to people to start out and then go off in your own journeys. But this is what we've created the goodness exchange for. We had up until December 2nd, we had five platforms all celebrating people who have found their calling in the world, celebrating innovation and insight and thought leaders who are changing the world in some extraordinary way, large and small. And then we've just recently brought it all together under the goodness exchange. And if people want a way to get started, I'm not being self-promotional here. You have to have a way to get started. I don't know. Were you suggesting TED Talks? Were you suggesting podcasts? How do we even know what to listen to next? There's just so much out there. So I'm going to give people that next step because I think Christy and I have found that this is probably the place where our, our projects and ideas intersect is that we have been writing about thought leaders around the world who have found their calling doing the most extraordinary things since 2013. So almost all the articles on Ever Widening Circles will help you crack that door open about people who have found their calling, who are doing what they're uniquely built to contribute. So I think it, I, I just... I couldn't um, move on to the next point without saying, okay, where do we actually start? There's a good place. And then when you move on, do you know other places that are like the first place people should go? Oh goodness. I always, my instinct is always to dive into books to look for. And for me, when I was interested in traveling, you know, diving into like Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert and diving into other other travel oriented stories that were about self-discovery and, and that kind of thing. I, I always find books to be super helpful and podcasts as well. And I'm giving really general answers here because it's so specific to different people. But I think the, the important thing is go where, like follow your curiosity. That's something else I learned from Elizabeth Gilbert. Follow your curiosity with no agenda beyond just seeing what's there and put yourself once you do figure out, Hey, I'm interested in this thing or that thing, figure out how you can put yourself in the presence of people who are doing that thing. So if you're really interested in or really curious about writing, or you're really curious about starting a business, put yourself, find where the entrepreneurs are hanging out, find where the writers are hanging out. And whether that's a podcast where they're virtually hanging out, or if that's Facebook groups, or if it's literal in-person you know, real people stuff that we're not so used to anymore in the last 18 months, you know, go where those people are. And I've, I've also found too, that oftentimes it's hard 
to know when you're following your curiosity, you may be curious. You probably will be curious about a lot of different things. And it takes diving into each of those things to figure out what is and is not for you. So being open to that, you know, curiosity doesn't need to lead somewhere productive necessarily. <laughs> yes. Oh, isn't that true? You know, it's it, with curiosity. It's, it's definitely about the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally think that's a real real part part of the equation for anybody who doesn't quite know what they want to do next. Just get curious. Great. Okay. So then you like to talk about something that I just really like to talk about is find inspiration from wise voices who have gone before. So we're going to take a break and I'm going to talk about how we do just that. in the break, pointing people in the direction that that can satisfy that curiosity in so many ways. But um, when we come back, we're going to talk to Christy about how we do just that. Hello, I'm Dr. Linda Ulrich, founder of Ever Widening Circles and the podcast you're listening to now, the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. And I have a question and an answer for you. Have you been hoping the world is actually a lot better than what you see on the news and social media? Well, it is. In fact, it's radically better. There is an enormous wave of goodness and progress well underway in the world that almost no one knows about yet. But on December 1st, 2021, all that changes with the launch of the Goodness Exchange, a digital landscape where you will see that the world is full of goodness and progress, and we will introduce you to the people making it that way. Bottom line, someone is solving every vexing problem in the world, large and small. And the Goodness Exchange is where people are coming together to amplify a future that includes all that. No one with good intention and good ideas need feel alone again. Here's what you'll find at the Goodness Exchange. There will be articles about the most amazing things going on in the world that are going uncelebrated. There'll be interviews and events that will send your mind and heart soaring again. And a social media platform dedicated to a culture of kindness, insight, and celebration. A way of um, amplifying a brighter future for us all. And that social media platform is a place where organizations doing good in the world will not have to hold their nose anymore. It can be a trustworthy, respectable place for organizations to host their groups and gatherings and connect with each other. A network of positive networks, if you will. The Goodness Exchange will be a place to find mini courses and masterclasses for personal and professional development, and eventually there'll be a jobs board, and we have a children's website already all teed up. The thread running through it all is that goodness um, and progress is everywhere, and we will help people cultivate what they are uniquely built to contribute to this future for us all. Now, imagine a website with no ads, no games, and no agenda, just a simple and powerful vision of combining our collective strengths to create a future we can all celebrate. The Goodness Exchange will open a new era for us all as individuals, because you're going to find stuff that make your life better instantaneously, and as a collective, because we all want a better future for our children. Who knows what's possible if there was a place on the internet that brought out our best impulses and our collective genius. Join us after December 1st at the Goodness Exchange. 
and start living with less fear, more joy as an individual and as a collective future for humanity. Thanks. Now we're back to the interview. Okay, we're back. So, okay, Christy, we're going to take up this mantle. We're going to let our curiosity get us to the zone where there's some wise folks who have gone before. Because, you know, one of the things that I have discovered with all these thought leaders we talk to, you know, very often they're just a few steps ahead of us. You know, it doesn't have to be somebody who's saved the world and got a Nobel Prize and all the things, right? Maybe the wise voice that we need to hear is somebody who's just close to our situation, but a few steps ahead. Talk to me about the wise voices that we need to find inspiration from. Yeah, it's this is partially in recognition of the fact that we're getting we're just bombarded with so many negative and limiting beliefs from all sorts of people, well-meaning people, our families, this, you know, society, culture, et cetera, et cetera. And just recognizing that it's important to kind of mount an army of positivity and inspiration that can overcome those negative voices, you know, and recognizing how important that is. I'm also a firm believer in you are what you eat. And so it's really important to be consuming ideas and thoughts and, and stories that are positive and encouraging and helping to point you in the direction you want to go. So it's a really important piece of this is an intentional consumption of the thoughts and ideas and, and stories that are going to help launch you the direction that you want to go and being, being conscious about restricting, you know, if you can't look at Instagram without feeling terrible about yourself, maybe it's time to cut off that source of nutrition to your brain, you know, which Instagram certainly can be a source of positivity and great stories. And it certainly cannot just depending. So it's that I found a lot of, a lot of wisdom that was really important to me when I was in my own transition and in my, you know, especially when I was in that really scary space of considering a major life change and knowing that it was it was uncertain and it was risky. And, and so there was, and I've woven a lot of this through the book. I've included my favorite quotes, my favorite authors. Um, there's, there's just a lot of Easter eggs sprinkled throughout the book that in, in that way, it's, it's part guidebook that I took all of the most potent ideas that really helped me when I was in, in those spaces to, and sprinkled them throughout the book so that people can hopefully start consuming some of that more positive, inspirational, encouraging material as they go. Yeah. I, of course, coming from what we do at the goodness exchange, that's the whole ball game is that, you know, we, we have a choice to consume and believe the limited version of the, of the future and each other that is offered on the internet and the negative 24 hour news cycle. That's a choice for sure. And we can make all our actions based on what we've learned there and so forth. Or we can remember that that's only a slice of reality. And the way the internet works in the news, it's they're simple, simply attention economies. The only thing that rises to the top there is what captures and holds our attention. And our brains are built to give our attention to danger and disorder. That's it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You have to go to the internet, go to the news, go to sources of content that you are using your, your critical thinking, your cerebral cortex and not your amygdala. And then you're going to see a whole different world out, outstretched in front of you that you never knew existed. Is that something that you've observed once you kind of 
opened up and became very intentional about this, the media that you were consuming? Yeah, absolutely. That it's, it's totally possible to consume positivity and consume inspiration. And I'm so grateful for the work you're doing at the goodness exchange, because we definitely need more of that in the world. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's a really, it's a really important component of all of it. Okay. So where is the role? I love for people like you to talk about serendipity a little bit because (laughs) You know, we can go on this very deliberate journey and we can be so focused that we forget to allow room for serendipity. Talk to me about, tell me a few stories from you and your brother's travels. First of all, tell us about how you responded to this moment. Give us a little bit more information about what you and your brother did. It sounds amazing. Well, I, oh goodness. So, so I had been working a job that, that was not fulfilling and, you know, I was successful and I wasn't happy. And I decided to, to quit my job to travel. And I didn't know, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I had this very strong sense. And again, this comes back to learning to hear my intuition and and respond to it and listen to it, that I got this very strong sense that I needed to create space in my life to figure out what it is that I wanted. And so having the decision to travel long-term for me was less about seeing specific places or going on specific adventures and more about having a lifestyle of curiosity and growth and openness. And so that launched me to, I spent about a year and a half traveling off and on and um, doing some consulting work to help pay the bills and that sort of thing. I walked uh, with my brother, actually walked the Camino de Santiago in Spain and then spent some time in France, spent some time in Nicaragua. And then maybe the the most insane example of serendipity in my life. I came to a moment where I I had a chunk of time and I was thinking about going to Iceland, but I wasn't really sure. And my dad, I was literally about to book a ticket. And my dad came and said, he said, I've got these United miles that are about to expire. Do you want them? And I was like, oh my gosh, I you literally, if you had waited 10 minutes, I would have already bought this ticket. So wow. And so I decided I'm going to trust the universe. Like the universe has given me this gift at the perfect moment. So I'm going to trust the universe. So I decided that my next trip, I was going to let the fates decide. So literally gathered a group of friends, blindfolded myself and threw paper airplanes at a map. And then I let my friends decide of the three places where I was going to go. And so the the choices ended up being Russia, China, and Chile, which if if you look at a map, Chile is like this big. It's the skinniest possible country. Like Russia's huge. It makes sense. The plane's going to land there. And my friends decided to send me to Chile, which I had never even considered visiting. And while I was in Chile, I met my husband, who is an amazing Brazilian man. It was just this ridiculous story that like, <laughs> that wouldn't have happened if I had not you know, kind of surrendered to that, that trust and that serendipity. And yeah. Now we're happily married. The end. (laughs) Oh, or the beginning. Yes. Right. Oh, that is just so, okay. So this is the thing and all our hard work to try and find a path to a future that we're, that, that is, you know, makes our hearts sore. We can become almost the pendulum swing the other way. We can become so deliberate that we are, we have blind spots to all that's possible around us. 
Absolutely. And there's such magic in surrendering sometimes and allowing magical things to happen. So yeah, I think one of the great themes of my life is, is embracing creativity and like creative living and being, being willing to be kind of weird too. So there's a quote that I love. I think it's a Vonnegut quote, but we need to be leaping and growing wings on the way down that it's so important. i I should fact check if that's actually a Vonnegut quote, <laughs> but it's such a powerful idea that part of this journey for me and for my brother as well has been about making the right choice for right now based on what I believe to be true. And then being willing to not have everything mapped out clearly, yeah. being willing to trust enough that I will get myself to where I need to be, even if I can't see the destination from where I'm standing. Mm. That's huge right there. Okay. So just so people know, I'm taking notes furiously and I'm really <laughs> We will get that quote because I know that quote, not enough to spout it off, and, but we'll get it and we'll make sure it's in the show notes. So thank you for, for sharing that. Okay. So we got to spend the rest of our conversation on, on where that notion leads you because you're opening up a space on the internet that is for the, the weird person inside all of us, that is for the creative person, that is for a place where creative minds of all sorts can come together and discovery. Talk, talk to us about the rowdycreative.com. So this is a project that it began with my brother and I um, about four or five years ago, actually in 2015. So yeah, thereabouts. And the idea started as a support group for creative people. So we saw like for, for both my brother, Tony and I, we were writers and you know, maybe aspiring writers and just interested in, in having some accountability around that and interested in, or well focused on the belief that we are better people when we are creating what our insides are telling us to create and that uh, the world needs what it is that we're interested in creating. And so we built, we started with this kind of simple creative accountability group that originally it was called access for artists, creating, supporting, and shipping. That's where this book came from. That's where you make the path by walking was my first access project. And over the course of a couple of years, it was the accountability and the encouragement and support of that, that group of people online that allowed the book to come into being. And over time, we've realized the incredible power of this. And we're now, we've relaunched this month actually as the Rowdy Creative. And we are conceptualizing it as a virtual neighborhood that both allows people to create stuff, to make whatever it is they want to make, and have encouragement and support around that. And then also to cultivate a corner of the internet that feels good. So this is totally in line with the goodness exchange as well. But we've seen, especially in the pandemic, we experienced this kind of resurgence of our creative community that there was, as people were quarantining in their houses and, and not interacting in real life with anybody, we saw this need for people to process what was happening and doing it in a creative way. So whether that's through trying your hand at terrible watercolors or learning to cook or taking a dance class or whatever it may be, just the importance of creativity and, and helping us in this moment. And then also to nourish a really positive, supportive virtual community that it was, it just ended up being the, the perfect concept at the perfect time that that's now growing into the Rowdy Creative. So we're, we're all about providing a 
space online for people to explore their creativity and have accountability around their creativity to bring things to life. They've been dreaming about their, you know, that their inner voice has been telling them about since they were kids, helping people bring that amazing work to life. And then, and providing a really positive virtual space to do that in. I just love it. This is the enormous wave of goodness and progress well underway in the world that almost no one knows about that I'm talking about. You are part of it. You are a leader in it. You you know, you're going to make that's that's possible for us all. We can each take others on a little journey they could never have gone on without us. It, you don't have to invent a website to do that. It, maybe maybe you just go on your website and you teach people something that you know a lot about that makes your heart sore and find six people whose hearts will soar with you. I mean, everything's better together. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful just being in an ecosystem of other people with similar, you know, similar values and similar interests. And, and it really is amazing that someone taking a crack at writing poetry, even if it's terrible poetry, because you have to be a bad artist before you can be a good artist. But then that starting something new, you know, it inspires somebody else that, Hey, if that person can write terrible poetry, I can write terrible poetry. And it's just, it's so incredibly powerful to be in a group of people. It's like I was saying earlier that it's, you know, putting yourself amongst the kind of people that, that you want to become like it's, it's so incredibly powerful. All right. Here's a super distinction that some thought leader in the many interviews in the past, it shared with me that I'd love you to comment on. So you know who it was? It was uh, it was Juan David Campanello. He is he is a young, young, young innovator, thought leader who has who was, had two TED talks before he was seventeen years old. Oh my gosh! And he pointed out to me something interesting that only that kind of a mind could could share. He said, "Linda, I realize that all the people holding me back in my life that are discouraging me from following my my passions want the best for me." They want a secure, totally predictable, never unhappy, never dangerous, never risky future for me. They care. And he made a point to remind me that we can't expect support from the people that love us. Mm. We can expect them to care deeply about us having a secure, safe future, but they're not going to say things to us that encourage us to take risks. That's so true. (laughs) that true from a 17 year old he said i look for my support for my creative ideas from the way i'm winging about in the world he's like some crazy physicist major at the university of illinois now two years after i met him and he's going to change the world for sure but he made he made me realize that we are all looking at our family for support when we want to go out on a limb and find our our passions and very often they're the first people who who squash our ideas. So we need a community around us who have already been down the path. So, okay, we know it, it can be safe or like you're saying, a bunch of encouragers. So there's a difference between the carers and the supporters. If we're going on a life's journey to find meaning, talk to me about what you think about all that. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I conceptualize the negative voice in my head as I call him the doubt monster. And I very much like imagined a 
an identity for him that he's this big green fuzzy like muppet looking thing and it is his job that every time i come up with some brilliant new idea or something i want to try or something risky it is his job to try to protect me from ever failing but the problem is that he's also protecting me from ever succeeding or ever learning anything new or you know stepping outside my comfort zone that is his job some people might think of it as as the ego serves the same function essentially and oftentimes your parents serve that same function that the the primary concern is protecting you and i love talking a lot about elizabeth gilbert today but elizabeth gilbert in in her book big magic which is all about choosing creativity over fear one of my other that's one of the wise voices i've taken a lot of inspiration from um but she talks about how at the beginning of every creative project she writes a letter to fear because fear is always going to be there you're never going to get rid of it but you know, so her and creativity, they're going to go on a road trip together. They're going to do this new creative project and fear can have its say it can tell, you know, give it, give it a chance to air all of its grievances, everything it's, it's scared of. And then Elizabeth Gilbert says, okay, we're going on this road trip. You're going to sit in the back seat. We don't want your opinion. You're not going to tell us what direction to go. You can't touch the radio and under no circumstances are you allowed to drive. So I find I found that to be a really helpful framing and it applies to it applies to the real people in your life as well as the voices in our heads that that fear will always be there doubt will always be there but that doesn't mean you have to listen to it and it's 100% true that it helps to be mindful of finding a counterbalance to that so knowing that you don't have to fight those negative voices on your own or you don't you know you don't have to just be you versus your parents and what they want you to do with your life, but find those other people, those other voices that can, that can provide that counterweight and can, can help you to find encouragement and inspiration and, and cheerleading when you're, you know, not sure that you're, you're able to finish whatever the project is or or take whatever the leap is. Uh, Yeah. And and I, I think it's good to make some, to create a separation in your mind's eye between the people who love and care for you deeply. We cannot go on without them, but their opinion is always going to be from this angle of safety and and security and maybe the word is security you know they want us to have the good solid job with good benefits and a future that's secure right (laughs) which is good we need people to remind us that that, all that's impossible we absolutely need that but if we are always just looking at them for validation about following a a little bit of our passions we, we might not be getting the greatest advice for that part of the life's journey Okay, so you have made so many wonderful starts at paths for my way of thinking, and I'm sure a lot of other people. Christy, tell us where the best way to connect with you and continue this journey and keep opening up paths is. I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Christy Albrecht. I love connecting people there. And that's a virtual space that I'm constantly connecting with new folks on. Um, You can also find our creative project at therowdycreative.com. Please, we're very friendly and nice people. So please feel free if you're curious to reach out, start a conversation. We would love to hear from you. Great. And I'd like to wrap up with on interviews with thought leaders who are trying to make progress in the world and open a new era with me. I always like to up and ask you, you know, if there was one thing that in your heart of hearts, you knew if this thing happened, you could break up to the next level and, and the doors would just open to so much more you can do to make the world a better place. What would that one thing be? It's more people hearing the message, I think, is is where 
where my heart goes there, that more people understanding the power of creativity in their lives to, to transform their lives and to, and to think creatively about how they live as well. So not just about like creative production, but about creative orientation too. So I would love for people to be exposed to these ideas and to, to start thinking a little bit differently. All right. This is exactly what, what, what we're, what's going to happen as things like your, the rowdy creative and the goodness exchange. And most of the, the projects that we're talking about here on the conspiracy of goodness podcast, what's going to happen is if people find these things um, elevating is to help elevate them. You know, one of the four shifts that I talked to people about, about, being able to see a more beautiful world on the screens in your life is to when you see signs of goodness and progress, share it. So if you're listening to this podcast and if it's been helpful, share it with others and rate this podcast. I, I guess the, I, you know, I'm not too much of a strategist. I'm more, <laughs> I'm more just trying to make the world a better place, but strategists tell me that we've got to have people rating the podcast, this podcast and, and going to places like yours so that, that it raises this kind of goodness and sharing raises all the boats in the harbor up like a rising tide. So I hope people will join you and I in raising this tide of goodness and progress in the world. Thank you, Christy, for joining us on the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. I hope you'll join us next week and or even go back in our archives. My husband started to listen to the podcast from one end to the other on a long drive. He said, man, you are making me cry. Sometimes you're making me laugh. You're, you're really adding a lot to the to counter the negative dialogue about our times. And I thank you for that, Christy, because your work is countering the negative dialogue about our times. Thank you so much. Okay, so check out the, the rowdycreative.com, check out the Goodness Exchange, find a way in your heart to do goodness and kindnesses that, that come out of the blue for people, and those will be ever widening circles of progress that add to the whole. Thank you so much for joining us.